Hi, I'm Stevie Ray Causey. And I'm Gretchen S.B. And you're listening to Exceptionally Average Authors Explain It All. We're two exceptionally average authors. Talk about stuff. So, (laughs) we've made it to this, the day where the first episode of season two is airing. Ah! How how are you doing? What what sort of stuff have you been up to in the last week or so since we recorded? Besides rocking back and forth in a corner in a blanket. Besides besides being Um, an anxiety burrito. Besides the anxiety burrito, um, well, we're going to talk a lot about it today, but I launched my Vela series and finalized the audio phasing that should go live on audible by the end of july and i started production on the next book in that series for audio because i'm gonna have the whole series available on audible by the end of the summer maybe a little bit into the fall i know right i'm trying to get them all done within a month a month and a half like each one take that long and i have a really really awesome voice actress for that so she's making it a lot more smoother than if it was just me and somebody else that kind of knew what they were doing. Yeah. So, yeah. So, so I've done those things and went blueberry picking. That's about it. <laughs> My husband was injured and it kind of, um, it kind of took over the rest of the week. So I didn't get a lot of the things done that I wanted to recently. And I'm trying to put back together the pieces. Life happens. Oh, it happens to me so much. I feel like it's a personal thing at this point. That's <laughs> what I say. But um, what have you been doing? Work has been kind of crazy the last week, so I haven't done a heck of a lot. I've done some ads, which is a big one for me. Today, the same day season two of our podcast launches, uh, Jazz Bond 4 launched. And I have, I have not done any of my launch stuff. So I need to I need to post about it on social media and do a newsletter and let people know that it's out. And uh, I also have been put I also put um, the first book in my Lantern Lake series for 99 cents for the month of July, nice. uh, which will be over by the time this airs, obviously. But so I I need to do ads for that. Basically, I have a giant to do list of advertising and I've done very little in the last week, which it felt like I did so much. And yet I don't think there was much. I think sometimes when you double down and do a lot of the one thing, then when you go to look at it on a broader advertising scope, you're like, oh, no, what have I done? You know, like so much effort and. I, it just put this little tiny dent in what I wanted to do. I'm having that cycle over and over. Mm. But also you're back-to-back launching and here's the kettle speaking to the pot, but you're back-to-back launching and there's a little bit of burnout involved with that. And now you're trying to add at the same time. Like, yeah, I think, I think Tammy was encouraging us to hone in on the one thing that's happening and then know that the advertising, like, it will come. I love how nonchalant she's been about, not nonchalant, but like, while we're panicking about Vela and all the launches and all the, Tammy's just got her cool head going on, like, it's a soft launch, guys. <laughs> you don't need 30 episodes up when it starts. And I'm just like, oh, thank God, Tammy, because I only have four. <laughs> like, so we've had a lot going on. I wouldn't kick yourself over the, over the marketing. Yeah. Well, I also had hoped to have 
Jazz Bond 5 up for pre-order today, but that's just not, that's not going to happen. No, you really just need to take care of one release before you start pre-releasing something. <laughs> but it's out in September, so I need to get working on it. But you did mention the subject of today's episode. We are doing a one-off episode about the wonderfully wacky new world of Kindle Vela. So, Stevie, take it away. Tell us what this new wondrous world is all about. All right. So, Kindle Vela is a serialized platform. It's Amazon basically taking a swoop at some of the competitors in writing. Uh, they, I'm not as familiar with other platforms other than like Webtoons, uh, which I fiddle in a little bit, but. The older we get, the more technology is like, hmm, I'm not going to learn that. But when Vela was announced, I got really excited because I happened to have a project that I wanted to release in a, and in a more serialized setting and had kind of settled into the fact that that's what's working for me now as a writer. And they released this opportunity. They are soft launching it. We don't know a whole lot about where it's going to end up. Currently, it's available as an app for Apple users only. And then... You can access it on your phone from your web browser. Like I have, I don't know, a Motorola, something that's made for people that need a lot of accessibility and that drops stuff a lot. <laughs> and I can read it fine from my my little phone. So yeah, they they're kind of overwhelmed with the amount of stories that we have on there right now. And the tagging has been fun. It's, it's a good thing they soft launch it. You can see where they're working out the kinks before they offer it to readers as much. In fact, some authors didn't find out that it had gone live until the day after it went live because they learned from a press release. So it's been a beautiful mess. And I think, what it, what band was that? Is that Diamond Rio? I think we've talked about this before. I'll keep coming back to that every time something like this happens. <laughs> like, we're going to have to get rights to play it in the background eventually. <laughs> but uh, Bella is a beautiful mess, and it's for serialized fiction. I'm seeing a lot of the same things that we tend to see on, like, Wattpad, where they're going to have to, Amazon is going to have to go through as a business and be like, oof, how do we weed out what is using copyright images and copyright mm -hmm. characters from who's using the platform and the way it was meant for? Yeah, and they expressly told people they couldn't put up fan fiction and... Uh, my understanding is there's quite a bit of fan fiction up there. There is quite a bit of fan fiction and there. Yeah. So the soft launch was good and that we're going to be able to call through that. I don't know what they're going to end up doing with the social interaction of the platform. They had touted it to us as being able to interact with readers a lot more, which was part of the draw for me. I can leave comments on each chapter about what my thought process was or when the next one's coming out. And users that read it can like each chapter. Mm -hmm. They can follow my story so they get notified when I have more chapters. They can rate your story. They can rate my, yeah, they can, there's like a, which people don't seem to be using yet, but you can review the story like you could a book. But there's not a place for like readers to leave comments like they said there would be. So I'm looking to see, I'll be watching it to see what happens as the tech guys start to load out more and more. I expect that it'll be slow and secretive like everything else. <laughs> I, and I don't know, like when I, uh, I'm still laughing at the Yarlophone from their last secret yes. rollout because that's still showing up in my Kindle 
unlimited stuff. Uh, for those of you who don't know, Amazon is doing hardbacks and before they released to authors that that's what was coming and they were playing with the technology, they gave it a fake name in the back and that name was Yarlophone. <laughs> whoever whoever made that, I want to know who you are. I want to know what does a Yarlophone look like? I'm picturing something from Dr. Seuss. <laughs> I want my Yarlophone royalties. <laughs> um, so, yeah, so we know a whole lot of nothing and a little bit of everything. Uh, the faves have gone weird. That was an, when you buy tokens. So tokens are what you use for the chapters. Um, and it looked like they were giving away 200 free tokens while they're launching this. Yep. Which adds up to about $1.99, I think is what it costs for a package. Yes. You use the tokens to unlock episodes. That's similar to other platforms. My my episode four that went up, because the first three episodes are free, my first paid episode is 11 tokens. So, you know, it adds up to about 11 cents that they're spending on a chapter. We get about half of that. Yeah, we get half based on what package they bought. So, if yeah. you bought the... so it's a little bit confusing down the line, but... Yeah, so if you buy, I think the most expensive one is $19.99 or $29.99, something like that. Uh, you're paying drastically less per token, which means that we get drastically less per token when people buy chapters. Not like enough to be like, oh my gosh, no one should ever yeah. do it. But there, it is a like we have no way of knowing how much you pay you as a reader pay per token when you read our chapters. So there's a bit of a a surprise. There is, <laughs> and the dashboard is still in progress too. Like it. It works, but it kind of doesn't, and it tells us things, but not a whole lot. I think they're still trying to decide, and this is the value of trying something new when Amazon does it, because you've got a big dog behind you, and that big dog has big coin. They can afford to experiment for a while. Yeah. Even if people are frustrated, even if artists are frustrated, and and put some money into it until they figure out what works. They tend to be pretty good at figuring out what works from the reader's perspective. They definitely want to protect the reader's experience. Mm -hmm. They've set up lots of rules about what we can and can't do with our stories that are done through Vela to make sure that readers are not purchasing something twice. Uh, for example, since Persephone Plus Seasons of Change is the Vela, and it is an extension of the short that I wrote for Stephanie plus. So there's a bridge from that short into this series. And since you can only bridge with about 5,000 words and Persephone plus is a little bit less, the first episode is, you know, 5,000 words of story. And the next few are about 1200 words ish in each episode. Cause that's what the serial will be. Mm hmm. But that's essentially getting that whole short story for free and then an extent like surprise extension of this world that other people on my platform don't have access to. This isn't something that um, I plan on putting into a book, although if people like it and want it in that format, once it's all said and done, I wouldn't be opposed to having a hard copy myself. But I don't see myself doing like other authors are where they have taken a book. And just broken it into chapters and tried to release it like a serial. Yeah. I don't think that's what's going to do well on this platform. No. It can go one way, but it can't really go the other. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. You can go from a serial and turn it into a novel, but it's hard to do it backwards. Yeah. 
Case in point, Lore of Olympus. I know that's a comic or like a graphic I, I love novel that now, comic. but so so that that same kind of process where you can do it all and then put it into a hard copy. That's a possibility that they say we'll have in the future. But as we all know, the rules change as we go. Yeah, and a lot of people are like, "Oh, that's so insidious." It's good. It the rules have to change to fit the market, or else they fail everyone. Mm-hmm. And this just and, launched last week. So it right. And artists get taken advantage of a lot, especially in a world where they want us to release every six weeks for something we get 35 cents for, and then they can return it later. You know, <laughs> a little bitter about those parts. Yeah. That was another thing that surprised me about Vela was that if a reader reads a chapter, they have seven days to return that chapter. Seven days is a long time to return, you know, mm-hmm. I am feeling better about the fact that I'm releasing every two weeks because of that. Honestly, I was feeling bad about, I know they want it faster. It's really not reasonable for me to give the quality of content that I give, especially since I'm running it through an editor and do that every week, especially if somebody is going to be like returning one. And it would take a lot of people to do that for it to make a huge difference. So just if you're making a lot, but if you're, if you're, you know, in the trenches and you've made six cents off an episode and then they return it a week later, I do worry a little bit about that, especially the ones that'll return it a week later and then unlock the next episode. And that, that that's not the majority of people. And it's definitely not the majority of my readers, but it does provide a little bit of a like, huh? Yeah, that's, to me as an artist, it's a little it's a little rough to to be able to do that because they could unlock the entire story and then return all the chapters. Yeah, and to get an idea on pricing, uh, I have had six since the first three chapters of every book are free, and then everything after that is paid. I have had six locked chapters read. That's what they call the chapters that are behind a paywall is locked, and uh, with those six chapters read. I've made 45 cents. So about the same cost as a 99 cent book, like a little bit more than a 99 cent book if someone purchased it from Amazon. Right. And it kind of it kind of puts us in a, a rough spot when they do that because like it would take a lot of people for it to make a big loss for someone who's doing well, for the authors who have taken a big platform and brought it with them to Vela, like Hugh Howie, mm-hmm. big names. But for those of us that are like, you know, I I put in about $5 a, an episode in editing, and it's worth it. And they really want this to be a, pro, a platform where readers can have a professional experience. They're already seeing how much cleaning up they're going to have to do. Yeah. But if we're running a business and we're being treated as a business – pay us like we're a business and don't let people return our stuff. Like you can't return your coffee a week later. (laughs) This is, you know, Blockbuster still charged you if you kept it for a week and sent it back. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's Uh, like, even if it means, even if it means that you have a limited amount of times that you can return something or or like if you lock it out and it keeps you from unlocking episodes in that series in the future, something to keep them from, you know, if my story is not for you, that's cool. I don't know how you got four episodes in and realized it wasn't for you because that's like <laughs> a thousand words and that's some dedication. Please, if you don't like it, don't force yourself to read it yeah. for 8,000 words. It's not going to get any different. This is my story. <laughs> like, yeah. But if you've already returned three chapters of one book, 
I think yeah, you shouldn't be able to return more. Or if you've returned more than 10 chapters this month, you know? Yeah, something like that. There should, yeah, I would like to see some sort of safeguard on it. I'm not against the idea of it. I do believe, like, if I were reading a story and I was really into it and then one of my, like, hard no's showed up and, you know, toxic relational dynamics, uh, intimate part violence, that kind of thing, then I want to be able to be like, nope, I'll return that and uh, I won't be reading in this anymore. Not because there's anything wrong with it. It's just not for me. It wouldn't, like, yeah, I wouldn't return that one and then keep buying more yeah i don't even know if i would return it it would depend on how much i invested in it yeah there have been a couple that i've unlocked just to see them and been like oh okay that's not really my style i didn't return it i was like i paid to see if i would like this writing style and you know three four five episodes maybe that seems reasonable for it and there are thousands of books on this platform guys like there's a lot there is a lot. And the 200 free tokens can get you a pretty good look at what I like I said, my episodes are, are about 1200 words and they're um, like 11 tokens, 11, 12 tokens. And mine so. vary quite a bit. Yeah, I think your highest is like 32, though. I know because I bought some. Yeah, the highest, the biggest one I have is 4400 words. Stevie and I are taking two different approaches to this. Well, similar, but different. Uh, the story that I'm writing for Vela is the cozy mystery with the character based on Stevie. And and I love it. Please go listen to it. It's so good. I didn't know how funny I was. And now I can remember all the times I said these things and you were like, that's going <laughs> And I'm like, you remember. You know me. It's so nice to be seen. Okay, anyway. <laughs> and I was originally going to do one chapter a week, but the, the reading people are reading it so slow that I'm like, okay, I could probably do one chapter every other week and be fine. And so I haven't Mm -hmm. uploaded any more past chapter seven. And the other serialized story is Lone Wolf. And that's the one I had on that other serialized website and then took down. And that has like 34 chapters or something like that. So I have them set to release every Wednesday through, I want to say October into November or something like that. So I don't have to worry about it until I'm further along with other projects. And right, that's a really nice. I unlocked 20 chapters from the get-go just uh-huh. to just to see like what it would be like just so that, you know, the people could eat through the, the reader story. experience. Yeah, <laughs> I like to play with stuff before so that I know before I send yeah. it out to my readers that it's functional. Yeah, I I was curious as to whether people would eat through the story or if they're going to do it in in Little Bites. And Little Bites seems to be what it is. There aren't, at least that I have seen, not a lot of, of binge readers. And yeah, no. Serialized fiction is a completely different game from... That's why I say I don't think that the people who are taking books and converting them are going to do as well because they're coming from a position of the whale reader that just sucks it up. And serialized reader... Like, I'm more of a serialized reader nowadays. I used to just books and books and books and now my life is like I have 45 seconds before somebody wants a snack I wonder what the next episode on on Fairweather Authors is like (laughs) I um I actually I did binge read that one that's the only one I've binge read and that made those chapters shorter so that it was Mm -hmm. easy to do that yeah no I really liked the length of them and I think that caters better. They say you can have episodes from 600 words to 5,000 words. I don't think a lot of people are sitting down for a 5,000 word serialized 
thing. I think that we're looking at a completely different audience than we've dealt with before. Otherwise, Amazon wouldn't be doing this. They're not in it to translate current Amazon users into Vela readers. They're here to feed, you know, prime the pump enough with those readers that when their new audience shows up, it looks like a party. <laughs> and, and, and that's wise. That's a wise choice. And, and it's, it's been interesting because uh, Vela is very much the same as that other serialized website that I have a, another story on and a contract with and different on the author end. So from the reader end, I mean, the other serialized website, you can't pick your own tags. On Vela, the authors are picking their own tags. And Steve and I have enjoyed going through and seeing some of these tags people have tagged their books with because they'll be the only one with that tag. And it'll just be real weird stuff. It's... That is a large net small fish strategy. Yeah. So yeah, they want to see what what are you using that's working. Yeah. So it's an interesting. Yeah. And the other uh-huh. one doesn't let you like you pick from a list and you can only have 10 at a time. And the way the other serialized site works is that once you get 500 people following your story, they'll put your story behind a paywall. I've had a story on that site since oh, almost a year. Like I want to say I put it up in October, September or October of last year. So not quite a year. And I'm at 350. And granted, you know, most people on that site are looking for shifter romance is the big heavy one on that site. Mm-hmm. Um, but the people that follow it love it and they comment on it and they're always like, what are the next chapters coming up? But there's only 350 of them, which means the entire story is free. However, they give authors a signing bonus and bonuses every month you reach a certain word count. I got to the word count in one month and I got the bonus. So I've been paid already for that story, even though I'm not getting paid for the chapters. And in order to make that much money through like Vela, I would have to have more than 200 chapters read that were mm-hmm. not the free chapters. So it's it's very different. And Vela has a higher uh, royalty rate right now than the other serialized website. The other serialized site is 7% of the tokens somebody bought. And it's the same kind of thing. It's tiered based on what plan they bought. And Vela's mm-hmm. 50%. So it's a it's a huge difference. And it means that if your story's taking off, Vela could definitely catch up to that that number that you get as a you know incentive for signing exclusivity on that other site. But up front with how Vela is now, the other serialized site makes you more money. So it's gonna be really interesting to see, you know, the difference between the two of them and if they're going to end up affecting each other based on how it's they It's gonna be I'm excited for when Amazon decides how we're going to be able to advertise our bellas. I think that the reason that we can't do it the traditional ways is because they're coming up with something new. And I don't know how it works on those other websites, how you make yourself seen. Yeah. I can't imagine Amazon just giving us tags and going, okay, good luck. Yeah. It'll be, it'll be. Do you have opportunities to advertise under those other platforms? No, they expect you to advertise on your social media if you're trying to get uh-huh. new readers. So we'll, we'll keep you guys updated on a smaller scale as this updates. Uh, I don't know if we've thrown no information at you that's new or a whole bunch of new information, but we wanted to get you guys some, you know, up to date 
scoop on Vela since it just came out. Yep, and I'm sure that we'll hear lots about it over the next couple of episodes. Who will be the Vela professional? <laughs> Who will be the winner? I mean, some authors are making decent money. We hear about it in our author groups that they are getting enough chapter reads to make not like, you know, ridiculous lotto winning retirement money, but they're making a decent amount of money on their chapters. So it, it is possible. It's just, do you have to have a, an audience already? Like, how does this work? It's going to be really interesting to follow. Well, that wraps us up for this episode. So we are going to end with our book spotlight. I am giving us the book spotlight this week. It is, of course, an audiobook because we all know that's how I consume my media these days. And this is a really interesting one. I can't remember how it came across my, my Audible, but it's called Wishes and Wellingtons by Julie Berry. It takes place in Victorian era Britain, and it's a girl at a girl bo- girl's boarding school her best friend slash roommate, and then a boy they make friends with at the boy's work home next door. And she stumbles across a genie in a sardine tin. And uh, the boy across the street sees that she has the genie and wants the genie when she finishes it. But it turns out that you can't just pass the genie along like that. It disappears. And so the book goes through the adventures of this girl. And the narrator for this book is fan flippantastic. And the writing is really cool. The imagery is really cool. I really enjoyed listening to it, even though there were parts where I was like, oh, come on, every time the bully entered the scene. But it, it talks about, you know, not only her journey through taking the wishes, but in making this new friend and takes a very realistic view how a young teenage girl would make wishes <laughs> if you know not thinking things through because you don't oh, really yeah. do that at that age and i appreciated that because i'm sitting listening to it going why would you oh wait no you're 14 like yeah okay that makes sense and so the it's that underdeveloped prefrontal cortex again dang it <laughs> and that like i appreciate that i appreciate that she's not thinking like a 30 year old you know and so it's, yeah, it's, I um, always I always find that enjoyable when the character acts like the character should act. Yeah, it's it's a really fun book. But yeah, it's Wishes and Wellingtons by Julie Berry. Well, that does us for this week. Well, this episode. Tune in next time. We are going to be talking about the editing process, that daunting monstrosity that haunts every writer's dreams. Wow, make it sound fun. Until then, happy reading, guys. Bye.